Hey, 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 everybody. Guess what today is? I am so excited. Guess what today is? You will never guess what today is. Today is March the 1st, 2023. And it is the two-year anniversary of Did You Hear What Chocolate Said? Yay! <laughs> so, let's get started with this anniversary show. I tell you, it's been another year. I cannot believe it. Last year for my anniversary, I um, gave you a recap of all the shows from my first season. It was so much fun. That was, that was so much fun. And it became one of my most listened to episodes. So thank you for that. Well, I must say I'm very honored to be allowed to grace podcast land with did you hear what chocolate said i want to thank my son who's my number one motivator my sister who challenges me my girl trisha joy who allowed me my first taste of podcasting way back in the day and dennis holmes the hardest working man in podcasting who told me i need to do my own show so for this anniversary, I'm going to do something a little different than what I did before. In celebration of the start of season three of Did You Hear What Chocolate Said, I decided to give you some thoughts that involve the number three. Some facts about me or other people. For instance, uh, the greatest NBA player to ever wear the number three is, for me, Dwayne Wade. Now, before you go off about AI, I love me some AI, but I'm just choosing, you know, performance and chips and everything and looking at the total package for me. And that, to me, his performance uh, outweighs AI's effect on the culture because that's what everybody's going to tell me. But I love them both, both dearly follow both of those careers but it's for me it's Dwayne Wade but I digress let's get started with this one three as in the third grade I remember third grade I was in Miss Faust class at Radcliffe Elementary third grade was a monumental year for me my mother started teaching us about money and budgeting she bought us ledgers these little books with the little grids in it she taught us how to write a budget and how to record all the money coming in and money going out. I got an allowance back then for doing my chores without prompting, of course. If she had to prompt me, then we weren't, then I wasn't getting paid. But without prompting, I got the allowance. Every week, I would put that allowance in my ledger. No bank account. Mm -mm, I didn't have a bank account. So I would keep the money in a bank shaped like Santa Claus's boot. And it had a little slot at the top. And I would just slip it right in there. And in the third grade was also when I decided I wanted to take piano lessons just like my big sister, who's four years older than me. We were lucky because Mrs. Parrish, who was our neighbor right across the street, she was a piano teacher and a darn good one. So mom set it up and I took piano lessons at $5 a week. I told mom, I'm going to pay for that out of my own allowance. So each week I would take $5 out, 
write the deduction on my ledger, and walk across the street to take piano lessons. I took so much pride in that. And guess what? I still have that ledger right now. It's cool to look back at those memories and how I wrote everything down. Just found out recently, uh, last month, Miss Parrish passed away. But in honor of you, Mrs. Parrish, I'm going to play the piano sometime this year. Sometime I'm going to play it. All right. Good memories there. May she rest in peace. So, okay. Number three. What else? How about my third job? Do you remember the third job you had? Well, I do. The third job I ever worked was when I was at Michigan State University, the greatest university on earth. Yes, it is. I'm not arguing with you. It's the greatest university on earth. So my job was in the cafeteria running dishes. That's what we call it, running dishes. I remember the machine had like a little fountain in it fountain of water spitting up and I would have to run a dirty plate or dish or something through the water at a high rate of speed and load it in the rack. Then I would slide the rack over to the stacker who would stack the dishwasher with each rack, turn on the dishwasher and clean the dishes, you know, blazing hot water to clean those dishes. So anyway, it was a dirty job. Thank God for gloves and a rubber apron. But needless to say, I didn't stay in that job long um, before I moved on to making calls for the MSU development office. That was better suited for me than being in there with all that water and nasty food and all that. Mm. Thank God for gloves. But anyway, so three, what's next? Music. So growing up, we always had music playing in our house. You've probably heard me say that before on another podcast. We had an intercom radio system. And music played in every room. And my mother made sure that music was playing all day, every day, well into the night. So as we got older, of course, we started going to concerts. Why? Because music just meant so much to all of us in my family. So we started going to concerts. And the third concert I ever went to was to see Earth, Wind & Fire at the Ohio State Fair. Earth, Wind & Fire was and still is my all-time favorite group. We had great seats, only about 20 20 rows back from the stage. They played all their hits that they had out by that time. But man, when Phillip Bailey hit that high note on Reasons, the crowd went crazy. Now, I was only about 9 or 10 years old. Y'all know I had no business singing Reasons and knowing what he was talking about. But... It was a different time then. So, in fact, our parents were there with us. So, who do you think took us? So, it was no big deal. Just good music. That's all we thought about. Good times. So, thank y'all for being here, going with me um, on this journey of the number three in celebration of season three of Did You Hear What Chocolate Said. Let me see what we're going to continue with next. Let's do some lists. All right. It's my third season. So here's what we got next. These lists I'm going to tell to you about. So I'm going to start with this one. The top three iconic movies of all time for me. Just great movies. Not necessarily my favorites or my favorite comedy or my favorite drama. None of that. It's just the ones that I feel are the most iconic to me. 
And I'm going to go three, two, one. So number three, remember the Titans. I'm always talking about this movie. This movie was brilliant. I don't care what anybody says. I think it's totally under, underrated by people. Because Denzel was brilliant. That movie um, where he played um, Coach Herman Boone, the famed coach, football coach at T.C. Williams High School, black coach with a white assistant coach, and they ended up becoming friends forever for the rest of their lives. Yeah, that movie. Denzel Washington in a lead role. He was excellent. One of my favorite movies, but it's just iconic to me. Number two, Coming to America. The first one. Comic genius Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, um, James Earl Jones. Everybody in that movie was excellent. It was just an excellent movie. Um, I still watch it whenever it comes on TV. I'll tell you. But Eddie Murphy, I think he wrote, directed, and acted in it. I mean, starred in it. So it was brilliant. Brilliant. But number one for me is the color purple. Um, disrespected by the Academy. All those nominations was something like 13. The most nominations of any movie didn't get one. And then the, the movies that ended up beating them, I was just like, this is straight. This is a straight travesty right here. And many people say that. It's not just me. So the color purple, the top one of the three. So how about this three? The three most influential people in my life who are not family members. Now, while I'm going through mine, think about your own. You might want to jot a little little journal entry about it or do a little post on social media about it. Tag me in it if you do, because I would love to know what yours are. But here's my three most influential people in my life who were not family members for me. Number three, I'm you know, I believe in going three, two, one and saving the best for last. So number three, one of my teachers, she was my fifth grade teacher. I'm going to call her Chinky. Her name was Chinky. That was her nickname. Um, I was going to say her real name, but, you know, you know, those uh the hackers be watching. So I'm not going to do that. But anyway, um. Fifth grade, she saw I was a good speller and she encouraged me to enter the spelling bee. I won the district, but I didn't win the state. I lost at the state level. But that just opened up a whole new world of reading, speaking, spelling, writing, everything for me. It started with that spelling bee experience. I always thanked her. She was always... She's always going to be known as my favorite te- teacher of all time. So she knows who she is if she's watching. I love you, Chingy. Number two, there's this guy. <laughs> yes, I've got a guy. But there was this guy. We went to the same church way back when when I was young. Our parents were friends. We liked each other. But that's not why he's on this list. Dude was a poet. He used to write me the most beautiful poems. Eventually, being I am a constant learner, love to learn new things, I wanted to learn how to write poetry. So eventually, he started teaching me how to write poetry. That, coupled with my dad's writing influence, is why I write today. 
So, shout out to you. I'll just say his name started with the letter C. He's probably not listening. Haven't seen him in years. But he knows who he is. He can feel my vibe. So, the first one, number one of the three most influential people. Let's talk about this third one. I've done two stints of living in North Carolina. So, during my first stint, I was a senior claims rep and a trainer for a newly opened claims office. I was sent to the office by corporate to help with this opening and training new employees. And I promised it, and I was promised that I would be its first claims team leader um, as soon as we got enough employees. So I was shining in the office. We grew. I got everybody trained, got a system system set up in the office. And everything we didn't even have a manager for like four months it was just me and these new people in this office for the most part but anyway during that time i reported back to corporate how things were going because that's what i'm supposed to do and then my report i would detail everything and corporate didn't like how they ran things down here in north carolina because the company one of the things they prided themselves on is that you can go work for this company in any state and you should be able to sit down, get your equipment and be ready to work because we do things the same way throughout the whole country. Well, they didn't do that here in North Carolina. So corporate told the regional manager, hey, you need to fall in line. Long story short, he was mad about that. He got mad, got mad at me about it. So rather than give me the position that I had earned, he transferred in somebody else and gave them the position. And then was it was obvious they were trying to pit us against each other. We ended up being best friends, but that's a story for another podcast. But anyway, so why do I have this dude on my list? Well, because it was at that time I realized I had the tools to overcome whatever he would throw at me. And that was the time to show it. I proved that I was a determined person and nothing will stop me from doing what I want to do. So what did I do? I worked hard and became the first and only adjuster to have her file certified at level two at a rate of 100%, meaning not one of the files pulled at random by corporate for review for my certification, not one had errors on them. Not one. They were perfect. What else did I do? I signed up for catastrophe duty in Maryland. And when, when I was up there, I so impressed their manager that he offered me their open team leader position. So I ended up getting a promotion and moving to Maryland. Best decision I ever made in my life to taking that job. So I learned so much going through that situation with this manager who tried to do me in. His mistreatment helped me realize my greatness and prepared me for other situations to come. So, yes, he's on the list. He's very influential in, in my life. I don't think about him much. Can't even hardly remember his name. But I do remember the situation. So, lastly, there's something that people often talk about is if you hit the lottery big time like big time not just three hundred thousand dollars or a million like big time hit what's the first big things you would do not quit your job go tell my mama i don't mean that big things i mean so here's my three so first after i pay off the debt 
for myself and a few loved ones, I would enroll in law school and get my law degree and my PhD. That's something I always wanted to do. And money's always been the issue. So if I hit the lottery, law school, doctorate program, boom and boom. Second, I'm going to buy some land and some other real estate and set up several life insurance policies. Now, notice I didn't say the blanket invest. Why life insurance instead of investments? Well, check out financial breadcrumbs on Instagram. Just search for financial breadcrumbs and ask for Adam. Tell him chocolate girl sent you. You'll thank me later. But yes, that's what I'll do. Three. Now, this is the third one now. Remember, three is a matched number. Now, this is a little different from the last one where I said I would buy some land and some real estate. I would purchase my two childhood homes and get them back in my family. Now, neither one are for sale right now, but I make them the owners an offer they can't refuse. I don't care what it takes. I would get them both, both houses. The second one is the house that my parents custom designed. I mean, my father drew up the actual blueprints himself. They, they designed that home. It was from their brains, their hearts. And it's got so many memories. It's very special to me. And it would mean so much to me to be able to buy that house back and put it back in our family. So... That's the main thing that I would do. So I've come to the end of this great anniversary show. And um, hopefully this has given you a little insight, a little bit more about the Chocolate Girl Season 3, Episode 1. Did you hear what Chocolate said? Powered by the Chocolate Writer. This has been so much fun. I have really enjoyed um, talking with you about the number three. Three is the magic number. I think that's what I'll name this episode. So I bet you found out something new. And again, if you write in your journals, uh, the three most influential people in your life, tag me in it. Tag the chocolate writer or tag Sharon Mullen so I can see what yours are. I would love to know. So make sure that you follow me on social media. At The Chocolate Writer on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. And on Facebook, The Chocolate Writer. T-M. Oh, yes, the mark is real. Catch me on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on Facebook. And YouTube Live on The Side John. With my co-host, Dennis Holmes. That's every Saturday morning. So thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so much fun. And as always, I wish you nothing but love, peace, and of course, chocolate.